Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to AGP, Amanda Gillum Presents Podcast. As always, I am your host, Amanda Gillum, also known into the gaming community as Lady Vader 79. Now, as always, we want to take a short moment to thank all of our sponsors, because without them, we definitely wouldn't be here. So, big shout out to the Gem City Comic Con, which we coming back at you in 2019, to the Champion City Comic Con, coming to you the Sunday before Halloween in Springfield, Ohio, to the UVN, the Underground Video network bringing you video coverage of all the really cool things that are happening in the tri-state area of indiana kentucky and ohio to sean forney illustration and their independent comic scarlet huntress and a big shout out to hasn productions we gotta love them they got us our new business cards they helped us with our new banner we love them to pieces and you need to check out their all ages comic pita pudded a jelly about three little kids from the state of indiana who go out they do chores so they can get their own costumes and they can fight crime and congratulations has the productions with not only coming out with your fifth comic for that series but also getting your first graphic novel out of it so congratulations guys you keep work trucking. I'll keep reading that comic book. On that note, speaking of comics, it's, the, it's that time of the year again. There are conventions, conventions, conventions. And which one do you want to go to? Well, I have one that's definitely going to pique your interest. And to help me out, I would like everybody to welcome my guest, Mr. Carl Don ing Er. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> 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 you should see my note. It has Don and then ING and then Er. That's, that's, ex- that's ex- but that's exactly it. Pre- appreciate <laughs> it. So Don, you are the communications director to the Indie Popcorn. Uh, I, I, yeah, sure. I, uh, yeah. I'm one of the, I'm one of the owners, one of the founders. We don't really have a whole lot of titles, so yep, I'm that and and a whole lot of things. He's an owner, he's a founder, he's a communications director, he's the poor schmuck who gets stuck with me doing a podcast, poor guy. (laughs) 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 Well, Carl, uh, tell me, because I know, but tell everybody who's listening, what makes Indie PopCon slightly different from the rest of the conventions that they go to? That's a good question. We're uh, we're a true multi-genre convention, so there's a whole lot less of us than most other conventions. We we really run the gambit from everything. So we've got the comics, the anime, the sci-fi, the uh, the the movie and TV celebrities. We've got the uh, superior cosplay and board gaming, video gaming. We bring in internet personalities. Uh, we're bringing in sports sports people. So it's it's really just across the board. We don't we don't key on one particular genre. We try and get a healthy mixture of just about everything geek. And and that's exactly why I know. One of the neat things is the first time I went to Indie PopCon, um, which, again, thank you for that press pass that you got me to go to the show that one year. That was fantastic of you. Um, the one thing that I noticed is, is that you had not only all all the stuff that all the other conventions, but you also have a lot of independent YouTubers and podcasters and cosplayers there, which I thought was really neat because it wasn't, you're not focusing on just the big names. You've got a bunch of group of people all together that are up and coming. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just like any popcorn. We, we founded a, we founded it uh, back in 2013 out of our own pockets. So we're, we're kind of creators in that respect. So we have to give props out to those that are trying to make a name for themselves too, because uh, they're going to be the they're going to be the next superstar. The the self made person is uh, what uh, people really latch onto these days with 
podcasting and YouTube and Twitch streaming and uh, Mixer streaming and everything else. It's just uh, it's so easy to uh, start making your own content, uh, whether it be on Instagram or uh, all, all these other uh, platforms. And we, we really try and embrace it. And, yeah, we've got several YouTubers and Twitch streamers and uh, – Pod, tons of podcasters this year, so uh, it's uh, we've always embraced we've always embraced podcasting. That was from get from the get go. So uh, it's it's just a really underserved market, and it's uh, uh, there's there's a lot of fun to be had with those folks. So oh yes, and I and you know what? To speak volumes of how much you guys actually love your podcasters, you have the Popcorn Podcast Awards. Yeah, we're going into our second year of that. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, it, it, it's fledgling still. I won't, I won't deny it, but, uh, uh, we're really trying to grow it into something year over year that just keeps getting a, a little bit more honed. And, uh, it, it's, again, it's serving an underserved market. There's just really no recognition for podcasters. And, uh, you listed off a, a, a several really good sponsors there at the beginning of your show, but most don't have that. And they're just digging into their own pockets to create podcasts, to talk about something that they love or creating uh, a, a dramatic podcast and, uh, or, uh, it, it, it's just, there's so many different things and it's, uh, uh, most people don't make money at it. So we're trying to give a, no. a little bit back to the community that in that way. Yep. No, no, no. There, there's not a lot of money to be made at this. Trust me. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is if you listen to my list of sponsors, um, you'll notice that these are people that I've worked with for years. Yeah. Um, so in you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's, I don't actually get a lot of people go, Oh, well, you have all these sponsors. What do you need money for? My sponsors actually don't give me money. My sponsors help me on things like business cards, my banners, um, gym city and champion city. Uh, they help me with being able to do podcasts and interview some of their guests. They give me opportunities to continue making the product that I want to make. And so I got very extremely lucky because I've been in this industry a lot of people don't realize I am 40 years old, even though for some reason, a lot of people in the gaming community think I'm some 12 year old little boy. I, I don't know. I get that a lot. I get, dude, why is your name Lady Vader? Because, dude, I'm a girl. <laughs> I, I'm not even a girl. I'm a 40 year old woman. <laughs> right. And so I've been in this industry since I was 19 years old. So it's it's been a really long, we're talking 21 years, people, to get to where I'm at in this industry. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I think it's very admiral of you guys to actually take the opportunity to recognize these people because there are some that have not had the experiences in the time that I've had being able to create the relationships to get to the point where I'm at in this industry. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, if you're, if you're nice to your community, your community is going to be nice right back. So it's, uh, it's, we're all in the, we're all in the same game. And as long as we're, uh, uh, we're, we're all playing to win then there's no reason not to help each other out. Oh, of course. Yes, definitely. So I was going through the website and you've got to tell me about this. I saw this little activity slash event you have going on called the never ending dungeon. Yeah, uh, we uh, several years ago, uh, I think uh, 2015, I think was the last time that it ran. We we had uh, we had a group that came in to run a, a D and D campaign through a dungeon that just never ended. 
Uh, and that group became too busy, and uh, a new group this year came in uh, and wanted to uh, and got permission to and wanted to uh, kick that back off. But it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, it, it gets held in one of the panel rooms all weekend long. Uh, you can come in and uh, you can bid to get up on stage to be playing one of the player characters, and uh, you'll just be molded into the campaign that's going on at the time. And as an audience member, you can also um, donate money to the charity involved. Uh, again, there's no one's making money on this except the charity. Uh, so uh, the, even the people running it are just all volunteers. And the, you can pay money to throw in obstacles at the dungeon or give the, uh, give the player character a healing potion. Uh, it's it's kind of like the Hunger Games uh, because even back, the Hunger Games has become pretty popular uh, over the last uh, several years. But uh, it was kind of like how you would get uh, uh, something flying down in a little uh, umbrella uh, in the middle of the games because somebody donated money back in the capital city and uh, whoever was playing got, got that uh, gift. So it's, uh, it's pretty neat. And so all the money just gets pulled up throughout the weekend and given off to the charity. Speaking of, the charity is the Bodhana Group, correct? Uh, I, I, if that's what they had in their little spiel, yes, I will say yes. I'm not sure. Yes. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I, I, we, we don't dictate just as long as it's going to a 501c3. So uh, it's, uh, if that's what they had in their little spiel, I didn't have it memorized. So kudos to you because you're looking at the website right now. Oh, you're giving away my my secrets on how I just look at a website nine times out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving away my podcast secrets. It's a spoiler. <laughs> hey, but at least that means that the website's working, so you found it. That's good. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I always, I always spend at least an hour to two hours anytime I have somebody on the show going through, you know, their websites any information that I could find out, you know, I've talked to you before, so I know how much of a nerd you are. So I know I could talk to you about anything. You're, yep. you're literally the male version of me, which is just hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the only new thing I have found out so far in our conversating is now we both own chihuahuas. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> yeah, right. And we both um, gave them geek, geek names. So we're, we went yeah. there too. For those of you who want to know, he's got a Yoda and I've got a fizz gig. And I know a lot of the younger people are going to go, well, what's a fizz gig? It's from a 1980s Jim Henson movie with nothing but Muppets. It's absolutely fantastic called The Dark Crystal. And it's this little ball of, it literally looks like a tribble with teeth. And now they're going, well, what's a tribble? Watch Star Trek. Lots and lots <laughs> of teeth. Go ahead and Google it, kids. But uh, it, yeah, tribble, Google tribble, Google fizz gig, and definitely go see The Dark Crystal because that's one heck of a movie. I love it. You know, it's just that one and Labyrinth are just two major classics. It's like, don't touch them. Please don't ever yeah. touch them. Even if, though I remember correctly, a... if I remember correctly, uh, Dark Crystal came out the same year as E.T. And it, mm -hmm. didn't get near, it didn't get nearly the play because E.T., that was back before, that's back when the word blockbuster was still being invented and E.T. was sure one of those. So oh, yeah. It, the, the 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 movie screens, which there were only ten of in the country back then in those days, uh, <laughs> they were all playing ET all the time. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it was, it was the big movie. But you, what you can't, you you can't you can't deny ET was absolutely fantastic. I do find it hilarious though that now as an adult, when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, this is like one of the greatest kids movies in the world. And I was watching it with my niece who was only like five years old, and the words. Cover your ears if you're underage. Penis breath came out of Elliot's mouth, and I was just like, "Oh, I never caught that the first time around." <laughs> okay, like, stop yeah, it. Because, yeah, we, we were young. <laughs> yep. Our generation is a different generation because we didn't pay attention to stuff like that. We're just like creepy little alien with Yoda feet. Ew. Right. <laughs> So, like you were saying, though, um, you go and you re- you tap into every type of industry. You have comic creators, you have TV and movie guests, you have people who have worked in video games, people who do Let's Plays, you have podcasters, you have cosplayers. But I also like the fact that you have actually allowed people to, they can submit panels. You, they can submit a public game to play, and of course, bringing it to, like I said before, the podcast awards. Why? Why is it very important to you to? I mean, I realize that if you protect your community, the community te- protects you. But what's your drive? Other than that, what made you guys sit down and go? We really need to, you know, allow people to also bring in a little bit of input into indie popcorn. Well, it's. It's a community effort. PopCon's always going to be a community effort. We don't want to assume that we know what's best uh, to be putting in front of people for an entire weekend. So we're going to fill out the main stage, and we'll have some of the larger panels, and we'll help coordinate the evening events. But if there's enough people that want to come and do Pokemon trivia on the middle of a Friday afternoon, by by goodness, we're going to let them do that. So. It's uh, it, it it's just a it's a little bit of everything. We're gonna have even uh, we're gonna have some more STEM stuff this year as well too. So we're gonna try and bring in. We've always had a little bit of education going on the science side of education, and uh, we're gonna try and build that into a little bit more of our Friday programming this year. And uh, we've even got uh, an expert coming up from Indiana University that has. Uh, is doing doctoral thesis on how positive all the positive effects of video gaming in in a kid's life. So thank you, thank yeah. you. Oh, thank I know. You. Well, I mean, we 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 know that uh, we know all that because that's we we grew up in it. Now now there there might be family environments that foster the opposite, but it's not the video game. So no, it's not. Yep. So it's, it's yeah. So. So there's there's going to be lots of little things like that. There's we we always uh, pride ourselves on having something cool for the kids to go in and and do, and they're actually learning something, whether they think they're learning anything or learning something or not. It's one of those uh, little uh, bait and switch. So uh, right. it's, it's kind of and cool. I'm not saying, uh, and the thing and is, it's, is, it's not saying kids need to sit and play video games all the time either. And like everything else, too much is too much. Yeah. But there yeah, are, well, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard. I have not heard her lecture or read her thesis yet, but uh, it's uh, it, it fa- the whole topic fascinates me. And uh, any kind of scientific research done on it is is worth listening to. So I would, uh, pretty, I would pretty, love pretty... to hear that. Yeah, because yeah. I know me. Um, uh, 
the, you, you grew up, again, you grew up around the same time I did. Growing up, they didn't have things like AD. They did not classify me for ADD or anything like that. And these are things that I find out as an adult I ended up having. And games actually help with that. And I've seen games help people from moving from being introverted and being able to make friends because they don't actually have to meet them face-to-face. And I've seen younger kids with fantastic motor skills. And I'm like, how did you do that? Just, yeah, yeah. What the? And and, like, and and now as you're you're experiencing with your uh, with your YouTube channel, we're in the age of esports. It's going to take over. It really is. Uh, as more games get developed to be esports, it's it's only going to get more prominent. And uh, it's uh, it, it, there, there's no reason not to help foster that because it uh, it'll increase. Uh, interactivity with kids and uh they'll eventually have to go to a tournament and that's in person not in your basement so it, there's a there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of and, and schools will be able to compete against each other and you don't have to be the proverbial jock to do it, it you mm-hmm. can be but you don't have to be and it uh, it's not uh it's not necessarily based on uh your genetic prowess uh, in the physical sense but you having quick motor skills and uh, twitch reactions and hand-eye coordination, all that stuff is built in. And anybody can do that, well, right. within, their, within their own abilities, but anybody can do that. It, it, actually, anybody can if they take the time. Um, the one thing that I've learned is the, the more I play certain games, the better I do get at them. And learning to tweak your things like sensi- your sensitivity Actually, you really learn so much about how you react and how you play based off of being able to tweak things like how fast you spin. You know, do, are you a person who, you know, for you it's slower because you're going to get motion sickness if your sensitivity is too high? Are you medium? Do you have that sensitivity up to a 10 and it looks like the entire world's constantly spinning? It, <laughs> it's quite an interesting thing. I can't do it. My sensitivity can't be at no 10. I'll be like, and I have motion sickness. You're all about to hear me barf live on YouTube. Yeah. That wouldn't be perfect. And then it extends into uh, thinking ahead and problem solving. And it depends on what kind of game you're playing. So there's, there's, uh, and teamwork in in many of them, it's, uh, they're like Overwatch. You you can't do it without a team or League of Legends. I think we're going to have a big League of Legends tournament at, at PopCon. So, uh, it's, that's all team. That's all teamwork. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Uh, I, it's just it's funny you say that. And there, there's a game called Destiny Two, and it has yep. this thing called Crucible, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate PvP. <laughs> like you will never see me in one of these EA games because I hate PvP playing. But I have to play it to be able to progress my character to get the items that I want. And you will see me do this. I will shoot at somebody, and then I will run past the rest of my team, going, "They're right behind me. Kill them." <laughs> and you just watch my character run through like four people and they're like uh but the bad guys are that way yeah that's why i'm going that way uh no uh, <laughs> 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 and they're just well, like really <laughs> really yep. that, is one, that is one play style good for you <laughs> i'm that person that's like the, the next camper originally was oh freaking camper it's like Where's that chicken running to? Wait, did they just run away? Wait, wait, wait. Is that all? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, 
So um, I do know that you have some returning guests. Um, I always mess up his last name. Um, Ray. Uh, Ray Narvaez Jr. Yeah, he goes by Brown Man Online. Yep. I know he's he, coming back. He, he's formerly uh, formerly of Rooster Teeth, and uh, he's uh, gone off and done his own thing. And uh, yeah, he'll be out again this year, and uh, he he draws quite a crowd, so it's pretty cool. Yes, he does. And the reason why I want to mention this is because guys, do not be intimidated if you're a fan of his to go up to him. He is one of the nicest people I ever met. Um, so. My baby sister is a huge fan of his, and I just wanted to share this experience with Indie PopCon and the type of people that you bring to the show. I walked up to him, and I was like, um, Mr. Brown Man, dude, because that's only the way that I actually know you. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he's just looking at me. I was like, okay, so, like, I know who you are because I, I watch Rooster Teeth. I actually enjoy them. Um, but my sister is a huge fan. Is there any way that you could do me a favor and come meet my sister? She may scream and faint and die, but it'll be totally worth it. And he said yes. And so I bring him around. Like, he, like, dropped everything, walked with me over to where my sister was, because he was actually with another one of your guests, one of the comic book artists, Gavin Smith. He walks up to her. She pretty much screamed and almost died. <laughs> and it was just, he was just so nice. And his wife leans in and she goes, so she's like a super fan. I was like, oh, she should have seen it. I, we took, we went to RTX one year, and the first words out of her mouth were, I love you. You're my favorite. And I'm just sitting there in the corner going, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, we've, we've really lucked into our, our guests are, uh, are quote unquote celebrities, and I, you, you can't see the air quotes over, over audio, but we, we've been super lucky with how polite and conscious they are of their uh, public appearance and uh, it, just going out of their way to make sure that their fans are having a good time. Uh, and especially with the, with the YouTube crowd, uh, as you just described with, uh, with Ray, it's just their only interactivity with their fans is usually from events like ours. So it, uh, they, they make sure that, uh, uh, that they're, they're putting on uh they're they're just real people. They're just real people, and they're uh, the self-made ones like Ray are quite humble and just really there to have a good time themselves. And it doesn't hurt when somebody's uh, uh, screaming and uh, pawning all over you just to meet you because uh, it, it it makes you feel good. It's a little ego boost. So <laughs> it's for me. It's uh huh. It's, 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 I'm just like uh huh. Great. Okay. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. All right. Cool. Whatever. And and that that's just you want to talk about you want to talk about desensitizing. Work in this industry for a while. You're just like, uh huh. Okay. That's great. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now with every everything, everybody who ever works at a show, they bring in guests, and there's always that one guest that everybody who works at the show is actually excited to meet. Who is it this year that you want to be able to at least be able to talk to, maybe get an autograph, do some a little bit of one-on-one time if possible? Oh boy, we're as you've seen because you you followed our show since the beginning. We, okay. we we're like I mentioned earlier. We we really started our our funding out of our own pockets. We didn't uh, we we did a crowdfunding campaign, but that was primarily for marketing, not necessarily for the money. 
And it was uh, the – so we've had slowly been building up guests, and we've had several good ones over the years. But this year, uh, as you've seen from our website, we've gone kind of nuts with our celebrity guests, and it, it's tough for me to pick one. I, I uh, we, 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 <laughs> shoot, we've got we've got Hodor, Brand Stark, and a White Walker, uh, mm-hmm. and a White Walker, and so we're we're gonna have, we're gonna be Games of Thrones people everywhere, all cosplayed up as the Starks, and we've got uh, 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 Will Wheaton and Lavar Burton, and. They're both classics. I mean, they're just—they've been in the industry for so long, and they're—they're they're still in their prime. And we've got uh, uh, um, uh, the Sharknado Queen herself. Oh yeah, we got Tara Reid, uh, who's been uh, American Pie and The Big Lebowski, and of course, I have a set made of. And that's no. Nobody remembers anymore. Yeah, can you hear me? What's going on, Al? You just went very robotic. Can you hear me? <laughs> he went totally robotic, and I don't know which side that's on. Yeah. Is it better? No. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound fine. Do I sound fine? Because you sound like a robot. Now you sound fine because yeah, you sounded you sounded like as as bad Star Wars sound effect as possible. And now you're back to normal too. Okay, okay well, that was weird. <laughs> I was trying to say no one remembers Terry from anything but Sharknado now. Like that became an overnight sensation, iconic status right there. Oh, absolutely. It, it's yeah, that that whole series is just absolutely hilarious, and they're making fun of themselves through the whole thing, and that's the whole point. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got Terry, we've got uh, Elizabeth Henstridge from Agents of Shield, and we've got Tom Clementieff, who's Mantis from the movie that everyone is talking about right now, Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, right, mm-hmm. right when uh, right when that uh, right when everybody saw the movie that uh, last weekend, people were just saying, okay, now we really have to go to Palm's panel at PopCon, because of course <laughs> everybody wants everybody wants to know what's going on now. Not oh, that they're yeah. going to be able to. Not that they're going to be able to find out, mind you. But <laughs> you, to find out, you're going to have to ask the mouse. She ain't going to have the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, for people on the other side, you know, there are, uh, you know, you have uh, Kevin Nash, who's going to be yeah. there. He's yeah, in the Lisa, industry. Yeah, and Lisa Marie Verone. Yep. We've never um, had uh, we've never had professional wrestlers at PopCon, so that's our that's our foray into that because we keep getting asked. But that not, that does just because it's not our collective expertise doesn't mean that we shouldn't start bringing that stuff in. So we're right. going out on a limb um, with some WWE people. Yep. Something I'm really excited about, uh, and I'm gonna mess up her name, but that's okay. Brittany Karbalski. Yeah. Super me anime's fairy tale and Attack on Titan. Yeah, she in in her her resume is extensive for her young age. It's uh, uh there's there are a lot of people excited about meeting Brittany and getting getting some autographs with her. So yeah, it's anime again is not my strong suit, but uh we we can't not embrace it because it's one of our nine pillars. So we 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 rely on our community experts and again that's another reason why we go for uh community input 
on uh, selecting panels and such. Otherwise, we would never we would never know to even bring in a Brittany Karbowski. Interesting. So when you're actually looking at people to bring in, you actually listen to the people and go, oh, well, that's a great idea. Let's look into this and let's see if we can get them. That's kind of cool because I've worked at a couple of other shows um, before that it, I've literally sat there and gone, this person would be really cool. And then the guy who runs, he goes, that's not who I want to meet. So I'm not bringing them. And I'm going, okay, whatever. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. If, we, it, if we played that game, we would have gone belly up in the first year. Who <laughs> <laughs> care? You want to bring in this person's popular. This is popular. You should bring this in. That brings in money. Isn't that the point of this? I hate to say this to you, but at the end of the day, love for the community is love. Love loving this stuff only gets you so far. You can't have a psychic show unless you bring in something that brings in the money. Even though now you, as a person, like you said, you started this out of your own pocket, you know as well as anybody else who probably um, has ever put on a show, 98% of the profits literally goes back into the next show. Yeah. Yep. That is, that the, is other 2%, the other 2% finishes paying off everything from this year's show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very, that's a very true story. It's, uh, uh, it, it all comes down to how many people show up. That's, that's the truth. And, uh, uh, conventions would die if they uh, if uh, you didn't show up, and once you show up, you have to go get a photo op or an autograph from those celebrities. Uh, otherwise, it, the the cons wouldn't exist. They just wouldn't right. take your belly up. Yep. And how do your how do your photoshops uh, being able to get pictures of your celebrities work? Um, a lot of shows you can do you can pay for it there at the show. Some shows you have to actually pay before the show happens. Um, do you do both or? We, yep, we do both. So cool. photo ops are photo ops are open right now for uh, absolutely everybody that's doing them. Uh, we'll have some group photos. I think we just confirmed that we can do uh, the entire Game of Thrones triple photo so we'll have uh christian isaac and uh oh ross couldn't almost couldn't think of his name um again not looking at my own website but the uh uh and ross mullen uh should all be in a triple photo and we'll probably have one that's set up for just uh, uh the characters of hodor and bran stark too since they were literally attached at the back for a couple of seasons of game of thrones and uh so yeah, everything's online, uh, but we don't sell everything online. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. So even even if you end up seeing it out, um, sold out online, it will clearly say that uh, there are still plenty more available on site. So yeah, and it's the exact same price. It's just uh, it, it you'll you'll be able to skip a line if you buy early. And speaking of things um, that also are different between shows, um, the, uh, tickets are they available online? Absolutely. And does the price go up after the online is done and over with at the door? Is it more it at does. the door than it is online? It is. Yep. Ten bucks for each different ticket. It's easy, easy math. It's uh, it goes up because we have to pay for the infrastructure to do all the processing on site for credit cards. Yep. See? So now you know why that price goes up. Because a lot of people go, well, why if I'm paying for the exact same thing, why does the price go up? Because you didn't purchase it online. Now he has to have people that will sell you it online, sell it to you at the door. He's got to take care of those people. And, of course, 
he's got to pay because a lot of people don't realize that there's a fee every time a company <laughs> swipes your credit card. A yep. lot of people don't realize. They just think it's yeah, like magic. That uh, it's like no, I'm yeah, paying like four bucks a pop every time you swipe that card. Yeah, it's it's well, yeah, it's a percentage based. Yeah, it's and and that's one thing we've never been shy about explaining things. We're not by adding ten dollars at the door, we're not making any extra money. We're, that's, that, that isn't the goal of that $10. It's just to cover the infrastructure of doing that at, on site. Yeah. Now, of course, with every show, there's a heart and a soul to it. And it's not just the people who actually put the show together, get a guest list for you. And they, there's because there's many different people, people who's running the social media, people who runs the website, this guy who has his hands in everything. But there's also a backbone to every show, and that's volunteers. Because without volunteers, especially a show like yours that has grown exponentially, actually, since 2013. So in five years, you guys have grown fantastically, by the way. You got you guys haven't gone way too big that you can't handle it. You you keep just progressing enough, and you seem to be able to handle each new um, add, add add addition that you keep adding to it. I know that you guys take volunteers. What is your guys's volunteer policy? When and when should people look out to be able to volunteer for your show? Yeah, uh, that that's pretty much come and passed. I think we've got our volunteer lineup mostly full at this point since we're only a month before the show, uh, but. Uh, we, we can start looking into that right after this year's show. Uh, and, and that's not to say that you can't still do it. I think that I think the volunteer application might still be turned on. Uh, and and it, we may have some dropouts, but uh, we've, we've got a lot of people that return year after year. So it's becoming, it's become easier and easier to fill in those volunteer spots because uh, uh, they really enjoy uh, seeing the inside of things from a con perspective and, uh, we we don't we don't lock our volunteers away from uh, being able to see the nitty gritty because we want them to uh, really uh, we want them to get out of it what they want to get out of it and uh, a lot of them want want to see how cons run and be and participate and grow uh, and I think uh, there's at least one person I can think of off the top of my head that's gone off to start their own con so it, it's uh, it's uh, it's a pretty neat. Uh, it's it's pretty neat that people want to try and learn from us. <laughs> I think it is too. And I highly recommend if you are interested in ever opening up your own convention, starting your own convention, volunteer for one first and really see the amount of work these people do. Because there's so much behind the scenes that a lot of people don't realize go on from a convention standpoint yeah, of view. And, 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 and even <laughs> from that perspective, I'm I'm a convention expert. I wouldn't have said that four years ago, uh, even though I thought I was. I, I, if I wrote a biography, I would clearly claim that I was not now four years ago. Uh, but I still go to other conventions uh, to look at their nuts and bolts uh, all the time. Still, there's always something that you can learn from another convention. Always. And don't and. You guys do not shy. When you guys have a volunteer, are they allowed to volunteer for another show as long as it does not conflict with your show and they sign the confidentiality agreement saying that they won't share any information of your show with another show? <laughs> um, I'm not even sure what's in our volunteer agreement, but I'm not even uh, – we're not really hiding anything. Uh, I, I've, I've had interviews where I'm explaining how guest guarantees work, how you, how you book hotels, how you – a contract with a with a convention center. There there really aren't any internal secrets that we're hiding here. Uh, so I'm not even terribly worried about it because the prospect of actually doing it is so massive 
that uh, in, you, I want you to know how, to, how it all works uh, because uh, if somebody goes out there and fails at a convention, there's been several failures over the last few years. Oh, that, reflects, that, re- that reflects poorly on the whole industry. Uh, so right. uh, I, I'd, I'd rather just people, I'd, I'd rather every convention um, function and function well because then more people will uh, be comfortable going to a show that they have not been to yet. So all you folks that go to the C2E2s and and the Dragon Cons, there are other cons out there that aren't necessarily as big as those, but I'd like to say PopCon's at least as good as them. Oh, it is. It's fantastic. I I love going to PopCon every year. It is a highlight of my year in conventions. And that's saying a lot because I go to 26 conventions a year, people. That's a lot of conventions. <laughs> that, that's a lot of that's a lot of conventions. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but um, if if a slot is available, if somebody's interested in 2019, where would they go? Just to the website to fill out a yep. form. It's that. Yep, it's that easy. Yep, it's all it's all digital. Yep. And of course, guys, just because you volunteer, you may have the criteria. You may not only have to work that weekend. They may ask you to do more. You never know. Just a pre-warning. Because yeah, I volunteered for a show, and it became a year-long commitment. <laughs> yeah, we've, we, we've technically got two, two tiers of, of volunteers. Uh, the, the, the year-round volunteer, again, air quotes that you can't see, uh, those, uh, those are a select group of uh, professionals within their own uh, expertise like a graphic designer, uh, a volunteer coordinator, uh, the, the the those people that you, those jobs that can't be done all in a week or all in oh. a weekend, um, those are uh, those are all de- uh, uh, celebrity contracting is another one. Uh, those those aren't really volunteer positions, and we would never ask a volunteer to do that because those are those are things you really should be getting paid to do, and uh, and and we recognize those people as such. So. And if anybody was interested in volunteering and an opportunity came for them to be a volunteer, other than being able to be at one of Indiana's premier conventions uh, of the year, do they get any other types of perks? Uh, get a T-shirt, and it's a give a day, get a day. So if you work one day, you'll, you can go to the con for free for another day. And um, to be honest, that's a perk most people don't even take advantage of because a lot, most of our volunteers want to volunteer all three days. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you give a day, you get a day, and that's that's the just the general rule of thumb. <laughs> Except for poor Carl here, he gives 365 days, and he doesn't get any of them back. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or do I really get to see the convention? <laughs> no. <laughs> poor poor guy's like, hi, I'm Carl. Thank you for coming to the show. Poor celebrity stand there going, who was that? Let me check my email. Hold on. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, Pleasure meeting I'm, you. I'm seriously debating having a videographer follow me around the entire weekend just so that eventually I can rewind and watch what I did that weekend. <laughs> See, I always thought it would be exciting. We should do this, Carl. We we should do this because both you and I both work in uh, conventions, even though ours are slightly different. Yours is multimedia and mine's 
comic book centric. We should yep. really look at doing this, maybe a YouTube show where we behind the scenes of running a convention. I have not seen one of those on like any channel yet. They should do, you know, the behind the scenes, you know, the new television show, how to create your convention. We should do that. Yeah. The, uh, Alan Tudyk did it from the guest's perspective with the comedy con man. Uh, and, yeah, and, we, and, and a couple of years ago, we did start, uh, PopCon started a show called The Con Job. And, and that's, that's uh, it's exactly what you're talking about. We, we, we just uh, openly talk about everything with the convention. And uh, to this year, because of our growth, has been way too busy to be filming that every day, uh, or once a week even, for, uh, for what we had been doing. But yeah, that's the gist. We we just uh, talk. It's really just a documentary of running a convention. Who knows? Maybe Netflix will pick you up. Bum, bum. Sorry. Bum, I had to bum. do it. I, there you I, go. I had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> How could I not do it? I mean, come on. Because let, let's face it. You grew, you grew up at a time where we had things like G4. So we got to see like these really cool shows like Attack of the Show and um, what was it? The X-Play. Dude, we need shows like that again. We really do. Yeah. In this industry, think about it. If those, shows, if those shows miss, were out today, they'd be popular. Yeah, I miss G4. They they really had something. I I I got to I got to meet Tina finally. It's uh, she's she's amazing. Oh yeah. Yep. I, I I honestly think G4 was just uh, those two shows, X Play and Attack of the Show, were just slightly ahead of their time, and yep. they. They should make a comeback on YouTube or something. And I will volunteer to help host anything. And so will Carl. Yep. <laughs> so, of course, the one thing that we haven't discussed is when is the show? It is the weekend of June 8th, 9th, and 10th this year. It's going to so, take you right it, to E3. Yeah, it does. In fact, we've <laughs> lost several of our YouTube guests because of E3. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. They're uh, they're getting invited to be uh, guests at people that can actually pay them big money. So I can't fault them for that. That's their that's what they do for a living. All you need is a private jet, and you could just leave Indy and go straight to E3. It would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, but actually, the the yeah E3 is kind of during the week and a little bit into the weekend with their consumer show now, but. Uh, uh, the weekend after us is Denver Comic-Con, which uh, we are kind of uh, company company friends with, and uh, I have not been to one of their shows yet. And uh, same with AwesomeCon. Uh, it was during Easter weekend this year, and I couldn't make it out to AwesomeCon, even though uh, we're good friends with them too, and I haven't made it out to one of their shows either. So uh, <laughs> one, of these, one of these years, I'll be less busy enough to be able to, uh, to go. And, and I, I tell them that, I don't want to go to those shows to just be a participant. I, I actually uh, will roll up my sleeves and volunteer with whatever they need me to do because that's actually how I have fun at conventions. So it's uh, it, I could walk around the vendor floor all day and look at all the amazing art and plushies and pops and everything that, uh, uh, that people that don't go to a 26 conventions a year are ogling over. <laughs> But, but, uh, yeah, I want to get, uh, yeah, I want to get my, I want to get my hands dirty and, uh, deal with line management and, uh, uh, celebrity handling and, uh, carrying cases of water from here to there, which is what really conventions are. <laughs> it, and, really, uh, it really is. 
and uh, really setting up a projector and all the boring stuff. That's what I enjoy the most. It's funny. And of course, um, obviously this year you've pretty much filled up all of your space. Um, but anybody out there, whether you are a podcaster, cosplayer, comic creator, Hey, if you're a celebrity and you just want to go somewhere and you just haven't been there before, or you want to go back, um, of course, you celebrities are going to get your most of your stuff for free, so this may not count for you. But for those that are up and coming, you know, from artists to independent comic creators, YouTubers like myself, and podcasters like myself, cosplayers, things like that, obviously, there's tables that they could purchase. Normally, roughly how much does it cost? Because obviously, you guys are up and coming. You guys keep growing. And this is a great foothold for any any independent creator of any genre to you really want to go here, you really want to set up here. Yep. And uh, yeah, we, we, we have a podcast alley, we have a YouTube alley, we have uh, independent video game developer alley. So it, it and uh, most cons don't do that. It, and we actually still have a couple of YouTube tables and a couple podcast tables left. So uh, they're they're only two hundred bucks, which is just barely more than the price of three weekend badges. So if you're oh, gonna yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna be there anyway, you might as well promote your brand. Yeah, two hundred bucks. That's not bad. That's not no. bad at all. Yep. I've seen I've seen tables at some conventions cost you almost a grand. You're broke. You're you're sleeping in a cardboard box outside of the convention center. <laughs> yep, and that yeah, that's uh. That's all born from attendance. So if we ever get 60,000 human beings, uh, we might be able to charge for that. But uh, uh, for the people that are the the quote-unquote creator, the the podcasters and the YouTubers and the artists, they shouldn't have to pay that much because they're not going to make that much over the weekend. We don't want to be a we don't want to be a burden on their pocketbook just to come to promote their brand. So it's that hopefully we're we're never. I, I honestly, I'm a businessman. I wouldn't mind being able to raise the prices, but we're not, we're not there yet. Right. And it, and it seems like, you know, you, you seem to have like a grasp of, okay, this person, you know, this podcaster, they may be there promoting themselves, but they don't make any money here at the show. So, you know, let's not try to kill them with a table price. This person over here may be a little bit more because they do make money at the show. They may be able to get back their cost. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that's selling Game of Thrones pops is going to make a killing uh, <laughs> our weekend. So, uh, or Marvel pops. It's just, yeah. It it really, uh, it 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 really just comes down to uh, what your goal is. And you, like you said, you go to twenty six conventions. There's there are vendors that go to fifty two. Uh, so oh, yeah. it's it, it's it's what they do for a living, and they they travel around and they have to cover the cost of their booth, their travel, their food, their hotel. It, 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 it all gets it, it all adds up, and people forget how much those vendors are actually paying to be there. And uh, the, con- the convention amount. is, yeah, the convention is usually the smaller chunk of that. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I just drank diet coke and it went down the wrong pipe there for a second. My bad. So, of course, <laughs> we've mentioned it was June eighth, ninth, and tenth. This is being held at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yep. And of course, a lot of people always go, "What's the parking like?" So, what's the parking like? The uh, on the it's it's normal downtown city, so you'd have to pay to park just about anywhere. But we have a parking partner called Gate Ten, 
and it's uh, all out, again. It's all out on our uh, ticket purchase site, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but uh, it's it's off-site parking. It's on the other side of Lucas Oil Stadium. I know most people don't know what Indianapolis looks like, but that's three large three large city blocks away from the convention center. But they have a shuttle, so it doesn't even matter. You don't even have to walk it. So it's uh, you just park and leave it, uh, and you can even come and go, I believe, if you need to. Uh, unlike yes, most you hotels. Can. Unlike you can come and go if you need to. Yeah, you yep. can come and go if you need to. And it's actually in a very safe location. Just, of course, like anything, always lock your car. Don't don't not lock your car. But yeah, I mean, they, the nice yeah, thing they about it. There. Yeah, they have staff there the entire weekend, and we even run events there. So our Friday evening programming and our Saturday evening programming is all right there where you park. So it's very convenient. It's uh, they, they, They're becoming a full-fledged event facility as well, and we're going to take advantage of that. Awesome. And of course, with everything else, the one thing that we haven't mentioned is, of course, you always have fantastic panels at your show. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the uh, eyeball deep of uh, scheduling them right now. We had more submissions this year than ever before. So we're we're really trying to be fair to everybody and get as much in as we can. I may even I may even buy an additional panel room to get more of them in. So uh, it's uh, uh, it, it's just there's just so much uh, positive fan feedback, and it's uh, people really enjoy getting their uh, their getting up on a uh, panel to run a panel and get in their little spotlight and be the expert that they are on whatever topic that it happens to be. And uh, sometimes PopCon's the only chance they get to do that. So we want to try and fit in as many people as we can. Well, so I know that you're doing the schedule because the panels aren't up on the website as of yet. Would you like to give a teaser on a few of the panels that people might be able to attend this year? Well, we talked about one of them, which was the uh, 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 the Game. graduate student that uh, is going to teach us why it's good to be a kid in video gaming. Mm-hmm. But the uh, uh, it, boy, I don't even know. There's there's Pokemon ones. There's uh, there, there's a ton of anime uh, this year, which is good because that's uh, uh, that there, there's a very good community behind the anime product, and uh, um, we've got uh, we're going to have uh, an improv group do a comedy show. We're going to have uh, a, a cosplay talent show. There's going to be oh boy, uh, uh, there's going to be a photography workshop uh, on how to do cosplay photography because that's a big thing in the industry. Uh, it's, uh, not only do you want to dress up in your favorite character, but you want a good picture of you doing it. So there's, uh, we're going to uh, have a professional photographer uh, teaching a workshop on that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of cool little stuff like that. We've got a, 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 a podcast marathon going on all day Friday, leading up to the podcast awards. In addition to our free podcast stage, it's running through the whole weekend where any podcaster can schedule time to go up and uh, record their podcast live in front of an audience. So there's, there, there's all sorts of stuff. I couldn't even, couldn't even begin to fathom what all is going to fit into the, <laughs> fit into the pieces. Now we got um, uh, well into the triple digits of uh, submissions. So. Awesome. And of course, um, where can they find all of this information and so they can look it over? <laughs> uh, just IndyPopCon.com, I-N-D-Y-P-O-P-C-O-N.com. It's that easy. Yay. It's awesome. So, of course, guys, head over to IndyPopCon. Check out all the information. 
Carl's going to work really, really hard to get those thing, that, is inf that information up for the panels for you. And real quickly, just to let you know, for an opportunity like this, you get for 60 bucks, it's a three-day admission. For VIP, it's $150 um, admission. For what is it? I think Friday and Sunday are 30. Saturday is 40. You got um, it. Children, 10 and under with admission are free, right? Yep, with, yep, with a paying adult, yep. But you guys do something unique that a lot of other people don't do. You have, with the three-day admission, not only do you actually get your ticket for three days, you they get a $5 photo op credit? Yeah. Yeah, most, yeah, you're right. Most cons don't do that. And the VIPs get $20 toward a photo op. It's, it, it, we, we want to encourage people to go meet the celebrities. So it, it, you, you've, you've met a lot, of, a lot in our community that are just awful darn shy. So mm -hmm. we want to we it's it's something we want them to go meet uh, we want them to go meet the person that they want to meet so it's a it's a little it's a little nudge to to push them in that direction and I also mentioned it's it's I'm not going to lie because like I said we're not hiding anything behind the curtains at PopCon it it encourages people to buy the photo ops because if people don't buy photo ops we won't exist next year so it's, exactly. it's a little it's it's a little bit of both there's it's uh, we just uh, we want to encourage people to uh, go meet their go meet their celebrity of choice, and boy, do we have a lot of them this year. <laughs> yes, you do. And of course, like you said, you also get the twenty dollar photo. You get a twenty dollar photo op credit with the VIP mission. Plus, you get a really cool VIP T shirt. But what is the stage autograph opportunity? So that's for the uh, the celebrities that come in that do not charge anything. So uh, we the, the it's usually the YouTubers and the Twitch streamers and. They, they do not charge for autographs, so we have to have a way to manage the amount of people in a line. So we manage that by giving out wristbands every morning for the signing sessions for that day. So say you want to go meet Ray Narvaez Jr., uh, you'll need a wristband, and you need to pick that up uh, the morning of the day that you want to meet him. And you'll just stand in line, and when uh, people go through one at a time, get the wristband of their choice for whatever the YouTuber they want to meet. And when the when that uh, when all the wristbands for that day are out, they're out. So when you get a VIP badge, you get an automatic bid on one of those daily uh, wristbands. Uh, and we even we but we do limit it per each. So Ray may only have 50 on a Friday that are allocated toward uh, a VIPs, and then the rest uh, for that two-hour line are allocated to just general population being able to walk in off the street and get a wristband to meet Ray. So you don't need a VIP to do it, but it, it, it nearly guarantees you to be able to meet Ray. That actually sounds really cool, and that's something that um, if for some reason you're unable to go this year, something that you guys might want to think about next year, making sure that you get your VIP tickets early, because obviously this sounds like something that might be ongoing, that this almost guarantees you if you get there early enough to guarantee the person that you want to meet and be able to get that autograph next year. Yeah, yeah, and this year more so than ever, it's probably important to be able to get in as a VIP to the vendor hall 30 minutes early so that you don't have to stand in a three-hour long Will Wheaton line. Uh, you can get you can get <laughs> no in there, you can get in there and get her get in there early and uh, um, especially if we're going to be able to publish the times that he's going to be at his table in advance then uh, it's uh, it's easier to plan ahead that way and uh, we don't usually plan panels that early in the morning so the the guests first stop is usually to the autograph table so 
Right. But, I, and I have to admit, being a VIP is absolutely fantastic. Not only because if you get there early enough, one, you're going to beat the other people by 30 minutes, but that actually gives you time to not have to, you can actually do some shopping while you're there and then get into the line. And it's like, oh, it's Christmas time because that's like, because a lot of people get torn when they go to a show. It's like, I really want to go get this autograph, but I really want to go buy that. VIP, it's really worth it to be able to. Do both. Yeah, it, it's it, it's becoming more and more and more important for the conventions that allow their VIPs to get in early. Uh, it, you can there, some of the vendors may have uh, limited edition items, so the VIPs would have first access to those. But we have a zillion celebrity artists this year, so if you want a commission from somebody, you're going to have first dibs to get in on their commission list for the weekend as well. And it's uh, it, it, it it it's just a, it's a really cool opportunity for the VIPs, and we do limit those. So it's not uh, it, it's kind of like the amusement parks. There's only so many fast pass uh, fast passes we give out. So there's only so many VIPs that uh, we'll even sell, and we cap that. So once they're once we're sold out, we won't sell anymore. Good on you. Good on you. Because I um I, I I actually was at a show one time. I will not mention the name, but most of the locals will know it when I explain the situation. They had sold over their limit of VIPs, sold over their limit of tickets, got shut down twice by the fire marshal, and continued selling VIP tickets even though there was no more room at the convention. Wow. I was like, uh, No. Absolutely not. This was also the same show that left somebody at an airport, one of their celebrities. Yeah. And the same show where nobody knew what they were doing, and the same show that one of their celebrities showed up for their table, and they told him he had to buy a ticket for the show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, who's running this? I'm never coming back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was hilarious. I was dying. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I'm just like, and no, okay, I'm good. I'm leaving. <laughs> Here, you want mine? Because I'm done. I can't. Wow. <laughs> just wow. Yeah. So, of course, everybody, again, um, I have to ask, what has been, because this is always fun to do to people, <laughs> what is one of your greatest convention stories ever? We're going to go out on that. Oh, okay. Uh, it could be good. It could be bad. Well, it could no. be terrifying. After, it gives you nightmares. After after the very very first show, um, we were in the the guest hotel lobby, and uh, there were several guests that uh, didn't fly out until Monday morning. And uh, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, it was. We we were all sitting in, just in the middle of the lobby where all the all the couches are. Anybody could have walked in, and we were passing around a, a, a bottle of wine without a glass, just passing it from us to the celebrity and back and forth and around, and just having the greatest time. And it's those little experiences that that as a con runner, those are the only fun times I get in the weekend because I don't get to go up to talk to um, several of the guests until an opportunity like that when I'm not doing something else. And uh, like you said, some convention owners, they only want to bring out the people they want to meet. And that may be the case for me. Uh, a couple of years ago, we brought out Nolan North, one of the greatest voice actors of all time. Oh. I didn't oh, even he get looks to... just like his character. Yeah, he does. And I didn't even get to shake his hand. 
I did not even get to go say hi. I didn't even have that opportunity. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's, the, it's the little things like that. And um, it, it, last year I got to mediate a panel for the first time uh, because uh, our, um, one of our, our celebrity YouTubers, his name is Ethan. He goes by Crank Gameplays Online. I know he, who that is. He came out to our. He came out as an attendee in 2015, and for our big YouTuber panel with Markiplier and Jacksepticeye, he ran the microphone around for them. And since Ethan made it into his own last year, I made I blocked out that hour so that I could run the microphone around for him. And Aww. that was that was that was one of the coolest things. It was just uh, uh, it, it was just being able to do that for him because he's worked so hard to create his own brand, and he's such a such a, a cool guy that uh, uh, we want more of him in the community. So we're gonna we're gonna go out of our way to make sure that it's easy on them to do so. Yeah, it's just it's the little it's just the little things like that. Awesome. All right, guys. So don't forget June eighth, ninth, and tenth at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis, Indiana. You've got to go to one of the premier conventions that this state has, the Indie Pop Con. It truly is a convention for the fans by the fans. These these guys are fans. The people who work for them are fans, and it really shows when you walk through the floor and see all the amazing things that they do for everybody, not just their guests, but also for you, the fans who get to go to the show. So I highly recommend, if you don't already have tickets, get them. And if for some reason it has become a hindrance and you can't go this year, go next year. They'll be there. I'll guarantee it. They'll be there. I'm not letting them go anywhere. I promise you that. Yep. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank Carl for joining us here on AGP. It's always a pleasure to have him. He's so much fun. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And, of course, guys, if you want to learn more about us, we're everywhere. We're on YouTube. We are on Twitter. Everything is Amanda Gillen Presents except for Twitter, which is Amanda G Presents. Stop by, say hi, and get ready because at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight, we are playing Destiny 2, the new DLC that released today at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the War Mine Experience. Come check us out as we play and enjoy some next-gen gaming. On that note, Good night, everybody. Okay, stop. Stop. You can stop now. It's not stopping. It's going to make me... <laughs> Why does it do this to me? It's going to make me log back in to stop it. <laughs> well, this is... This is...